Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two lovely co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Sup? <laughs> and to my left, it is Bruce, the tugboat Venditti. We don't give a care, we're freaks. And behind the computer and making us sound all pretty, it is the boy wonder, Behal. All right, we got quite the show for you guys today. There's a lot happening in the NFL. Even though the games have ceased, and we're, I believe it's 192 days away from kickoff, as you know, the NFL never stops. So we're going to hop right into it. There is plenty of quarterback controversy going on in the NFL right now. Some would say it's a quarterback circus of sorts. And I want to start out with one person in particular who we're probably going to talk about a lot this episode. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. There has been speculation ever since their playoff exit on what he was going to do. A lot of people think he could retire. There was speculation of him retiring last year and going to host Jeopardy and all of the above. And he recently broke up with his, I don't know if she was his fiance or girlfriend. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the Aaron Rodgers world, especially after all of the controversy surrounding him this season with his vaccination status. Now, I don't know if he came out and said it. I heard speculation that other teams came out and said it. Supposedly, Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player in football and earn an average of $50 million per year to re-sign with the Packers or go somewhere else. A couple questions. Does Aaron Rodgers deserve $50 million a year? And two, is there anybody that's going to pay him that? Obviously with the Packers, they're already in trouble with the cap. There's been speculation that he's going to go to Denver. Is Denver willing to pay a quarterback $50 million a year? What do you think? The Colts. The, Col- the Colts, there's a lot of teams that are within that have a lot of cap money. Right. These teams can afford him. There's a lot of teams that can afford him. Is he going to get it? That's yet to be seen. you got to see what he's going to do in Green Bay. Because they, he already said he's going to make a decision here within the next couple of weeks. So it's either they're going to pay him $50 million or he's going to, he's going to retire. Well, I mean, if they want to re-sign Devontae Adams and, and put players around him that take them from, you know, a divisional round playoff exit to a Super Bowl team, I don't know how they pay him $50 million with the contracts they already have and add on to what they already have in that, in that kind of financial situation. I mean – there's so much quarterback talent out there right now. I and don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is a back-to-back MVP winner. But $50 million for Aaron Rodgers in his late 30s, I don't know if I'm pulling the trigger. Absolutely not. No. No. I, well, here's without, the thing. Without They're without already restructuring Adams. contracts there. Batiari. Right. They already restructured. They're, they're already trying to cut Save them eleven million bucks. Mm-hmm. They want him. I was they, they, today that they want him. They want him back there. In yeah. Green Bay. Well, I mean, because I don't think they get Devontae Adams back without him. Well, no. There's a couple of things, too. It should tell you that Jordan Love isn't ready. 
I think the Packers are finally willing willing to to admit. Yeah, I think they're finally willing to admit the Jordan Love experiment isn't everything that it looked like it should have been. That was a huge mistake. That was that was a wasting a draft pick on him was a huge mistake. And the worst part about the wasted draft pick is it left such a bad taste in Aaron Rodgers' mouth. If they don't draft Jordan Love. I don't think we're talking about this as much. I don't think he's as pissed. I don't think he's demanding money. I don't think there's this swirling thing every year is Aaron Rodgers going to retire. I just I think that Jordan Love pick how, will how haunt the Packers. Aaron Rodgers? 38? Let's check that, but I think Aaron Rodgers is 38. I want to be 100% certain. I, say, I, I know he's younger than Brady. Oh, of course, a lot younger than Brady. I want to say he's 38. You know, people forget that Aaron Rodgers spent the first – Four years. Four years of his career yeah. behind Brett Favre. So he's a little bit older than what meets the eye. Um, but I, I don't think I don't think he's you thirty eight. He's thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Thanks, Bruce. Are you gonna pay fifty million a year to a thirty eight year old quarterback? No. I, I don't think you can justify it. Well, here's the thing. If you got a team that's an established team in this league right now that could win next and, year. And you wanna go all in, I mean you go in all in on Matt Stafford. You pull the Rams. I would definitely go in on Aaron Rodgers before right. yeah. Matt Stafford. Do you think so? You said the Colts. I said Denver. Do you think either of those teams are in a position to win a ring next year with the addition of Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think the Colts. You I do. I think the Colts are pretty well-rounded. they got a really good defense, great running game, emergence of good young receivers. See, yeah? I feel the same way about Denver. They, they have two really good young running backs. They have – a plethora of good wide receivers. For some reason, Denver's defense always finds a way to get the job done. Like, well, I feel like they, they do, but they're in a uh, they're tw- the tail end of a, a rebuild. Yeah, period. They're right in the now. tail end of a rebuild. Uh, but Bruce, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, that leaves the NFC North wide open for Dan Campbell. Absolutely, <laughs> it's going to be a great season if he leaves. Also. Kyler Murray's agent today, pretty tacky statement, if I must say. And it it almost looked like a menu. It was really weird to look at and read. If you haven't seen it, uh, you can find it somewhere online for sure. It's worth taking a look at. It was kind of awkward to to look at. From what people were saying is that came from his agent. Right, it did. And it was was really poorly written. and And Eric Burthart was also Johnny Manziel's agent. So, <laughs> this is, I don't know who advised Kyler Murray that that was the right guy to pick. It was weird. And it was all about, you know, how committed Kyler is to this, to the Cardinals organization. So, Kyler is still on his rookie deal. He's going to make $5.5 million next year, which for NFL quarterback standards isn't incredible. But at the end of the day, you're on a rookie contract, okay? And I, I will stand by this. You had a gr- you've had great years. You are the face of the organization at the moment. Play out your rookie deal. Earn the money that you're going to earn next year and then go for your big payday. I don't think Arizona would be so hard pressed to pay him 50 million or whatever he wants on his next contract. But play through. For some reason, I think oh. the Cardinals have a hesitation with Murray either due to his size, his injury history, something. And if you're Kyler Murray, don't sit there and make a big a big oh, fuss not, out of he's it. He's not the only one. Carson Wentz signed a big deal with the Eagles too at yeah. that time. If you and every it seems like every time one of those yeah. players a team is not hundred percent sold on, when the team bends and signs the deal, they end up getting screwed. So I don't blame the Cardinals for what's going on right now. Kyler Murray is undersized. 
He's injury prone. And you know what? I If I was the Cardinals, I'd want to see one more year to make sure this is our guy too. There, there's, I mean, there's a double-edged sword. Hold on, Bruce. There's a double-edged sword to that because what happens is this. You prevent from paying that guy. Look how many years it took the Cowboys to pay Dak Prescott his money. Right. And they're still a shit show. And I I don't think there's any easy way around it. I, I think if your agents are willing to negotiate early and get you the extension and get you that money, so be it. And, yep. and you know what? This is all blown out of proportion because some agent wrote some stupid shit down and put it to the press. Yeah. Which which is dumb. That's dumb on his behalf to allow his agent to, to speak, speak for, for him, him like yeah. that. Which, you know what? He needs to do that on his own. I agree. Or do that behind closed doors. The people don't need to hear about this. Because now he looks like a prima donna. Right. And it hurts him more than it hurts anything else. Right. And and I he tried to clean it I'm up. I'm sorry. With that. Bruce was going to say something. Go ahead, Bruce. I mean, so if you look at Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins, great duo. But once I feel like the Cardinals saw DeAndre Hopkins go down and then where their season kind of ended up. That's that's a very, very good point. Where was What, what is Kyler Murray going to do when DeAndre Hopkins comes? Like, if they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, what are you going to do? They they were pretty dynamic at the beginning of the year. And when Hopkins went down and then Murray got banged up, I mean, the team completely fell apart. Well, I mean, it's a, A.J. Green was carrying in there in the last five games. I mean, come on. Which wasn't good enough. If you're relying on him wasn't the good rookie, of AJ Rondell Green. Moore, yeah. to get you through. Right. You're, it's gonna. It wasn't gonna work. Right. So there's a lot. Wasn't gonna work. Um, you know they picked up Zach Ertz. That that helped. It did. Yeah. But it did. I mean, you want to go? Their offense is explosive, man. Oh and, yeah. And they need Murray. I Murray's mean, a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I think so. You know what? What you said was spot on. If they did, they need to do this stuff behind closed doors. And that brings me to my next point. Uh, Russell Wilson's situation in Seattle. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that because when you look at Russell Wilson, you thought he was going to be a Seahawk for life. Truly, yeah. I, I believe that. I believe that. It was like yeah. he bled Seahawks green. You know what I mean? Now, he deleted everything off of his social media pertaining to Seattle and the Seahawks. I hate that. Kyler Murray did the same thing with the Cardinals. It's like you're just stirring the pot. You go on your social media and delete everything about the team – it gives everybody else an indication, okay, obviously there's some trouble there, even if it's not that big of a deal. I, I, I think Russell Wilson's wanted out of Seattle for a well, couple of years. I mean, it's it's pretty apparent now. And Well, I, I if you look back within the last two years, he was begging these guys to get to get him help. The defense is so bad. Oh, ever uh, since the Legion of Boom. Shell of the Legion yeah, of Boom. Yeah. The Legion of Boom. Boom been gone for five right. years and ever since they so, disbanded it was they're a, a show. shit show yeah and and they're not going to win anything their defense carried them the reason why russell wilson has a super bowl is that defense was absolutely dominant right and again we saw what that team was without him when he was hurt this year oh they're a shit it show was i him. mean it was a complete cluster now i've been hearing speculation that he should go be a commander God, that's weird to say. That's uh, stupid. <laughs> he should go to Washington and and become a commander. Now, <sighs> I heard this, and for some reason, I think it's a match made in heaven. 
Russell trying Wilson. to rebrand. Yes. They're trying to rebrand. I, They've I mean, been through a complete shit show in the last few years. See, I was just reading something that the commanders might bite on Aaron Rodgers if he wants to trade. Washington needs a QB. Now, I will say I like the fit of Russell Wilson there a lot better than I like Aaron Rodgers. For the for the reason I hate I hate the fit of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I hate it. You talk I, about I don't dysfunction. Think Aaron Rodgers likes the fit of him being there. Washington's but if he's going to dis- get his money for it, then, I mean. But Washington's dysfunctional to begin with. Dan Snyder's not a good owner. And you're in a dis- Well, Dan, Dan Schneider. I was kind of surprised he gave in after all these years. My I man mean, has yeah. been fighting a change of the Redskins for better better part of a decade. Right. And he finally gave in. I think the name is stupid. They're the Redskins. The Cowboys are not the Cowboys without the Redskins being the Redskins. That's what it is. They're the Redskins. Stop with the commander thing. It's stupid. Either way. And I think anybody would say it's stupid. Either way, they are trying to rebrand, and they're trying to leave all of the controversy that surrounded their organization for the last few years behind. Russell Wilson has this persona and this aura about him where he's a good guy. He was Walter Payton Man of the Year last year. Like, he just seems like a genuinely good dude. He is a good guy. Yeah. And I think bringing him in, one, is the best thing Dan Snyder could do. Because bringing in a face like that, a name like that, and a guy that everybody can get behind, one, the value of your organization is going to go up tremendously. Listen, Dan Snyder puts out money every year for top-tier players. Yeah. Top-tier players, top-tier coaches. One guy that has opened up their pocketbook for the past 20 years, 25 years, is Dan Schneider. Yeah. Listen, they haven't won anything since the 80s. Right. The Redskins haven't won anything since the 80s. When's the last time they are in the playoffs? Doug Williams was their quarterback. I don't even know who Doug Williams is. Doug yeah. Williams was the first African-American yeah. quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Really? Yes. Well, there we go. You learned something they new They played the Browns. Bang. The, the Washington's been riddled with injuries, though, and and. Pretty shitty draft picks. I mean, Dwayne Haskins was. Well, I don't, I don't know about shitty draft picks, man. Listen, Dwayne Haskins you, you was look a pretty at their defensive big miss. Line, it's all first round picks. Yes, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, go up and down. Chase Young, Chase Young, go up and down the line. Go up and down. They have a really talented team. Tarek McLaurin is good. They have pieces. Heineke is yeah. serviceable. Right. And, and that's fine. You want to go with Heineke till you can find yourself a real quarterback. Okay. Hypothetically, let's say they get they land Russell Wilson. Oh, you that, bring, that brings everything they're together. Com- they're, huh? they're, that brings everything together. Yeah, they're they're a competitor. They're a Super Bowl competitor. Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. They'll win their division they'll, easy. I think yeah. they'll win the division. Yeah, too. what are you gonna rely on? Dak Prescott? Yeah, no. <laughs> Good luck with that. As we Horrible. See the Cowboys fall Inconsistent. Apart every year. Uh I, I, I'm a Lions fan, and I wouldn't want Dak Prescott on my team. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think it'll be really interesting to watch. These three names are three names to keep a close eye on um, because wherever they end up, they're changing the team, completely changing. The, if, if if Denver or Indy lands Aaron Rodgers, oh, you're winning the division pretty much. Or competing, well, I, competing. I, I mean, you're competing for the division, right? League. You know, absolutely. It, wherever Russell I th- Wilson I think goes, wherever Aaron Rodgers go, you're you're in the playoffs. And I think you have a really strong t- chance of landing Devontae Adams too, wherever Russell Wilson goes. 
I think well, they kind of have he like a. Has one year left? Is he a free agent or is he he's have a free one agent? Year left? He is a free agent. He is a free agent. He is a free, he's a free agent. agent. Unrestricted mm-hmm. or restricted? Unrestricted. He's UFA. Right. So yeah. I think it's going to be like a Brady Gronk situation with those two. I really do. You've heard Devonte Adams come out and talk about, oh, he's my quarterback. This is my guy. He's given that uh, dialogue already. So I could see him be- wanting to be with Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, they've been the probably. There's a, there's top a few three. teams that are in this thing that nobody's really talking about. That that there's a few teams with the cap space able to support Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Freeman. Devontae Adams. Not a lot Devontae of them. Adams. Huh? Devontae Adams. You said well, Devontae Freeman. Oh, oh, sorry. But I <laughs> I had a far. We all knew what you. Uh, what I'm trying to say is this: you got you got a bunch of teams that have forty, fifty million dollars in cap space. That could legitimately sign these two, you know, as a tandem. Something that I thought about, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't know their cap situation. If you could look that up, that would be great. What Miami's cap space is? Why are we not? Miami hearing, has sixty million dollars in cap. Space. Why are we not hearing anything about I, I any of these know. guys going to Miami? Is yeah. Stephen Ross like just asleep, or no, I, is the Brian Flores? Here's how Stephen Ross does his business. Because, you know, he's a Michigan guy. So he's doing his <laughs> shit behind closed doors so nobody knows what he's doing. Either way, it'll be interesting to watch because wherever any of those three guys end up, it'll be awesome. Well, I mean, the teams that have the most cap space, that's that's what we – that's where you would look to see. Because, listen, you're talking about $75 million between the two of them, dude. So the top are three you, are the Dolphins, the, the Jaguars, and the Chargers. Those okay, are the yeah, top Dolphins. Three. Dolphins with sixty-one million. Dolphins are at the top of the list. Sixty million. So, Dolphins are sixty million in cap. Chargers aren't looking for a quarterback. Jaguars aren't looking for a quarterback. Cincinnati's not looking for a quarterback. And you have Denver with forty million in cap space. Denver. So I, again, I don't know why we're not hearing anything about the Dolphins. Well, we did hear the rumors about Denver. Denver has the money to do it. Denver has the money to pull it off. To pull it off. Yep. And think about how huge this would be. This is bigger than Peyton Manning going. It'd be, there. yeah. It'd be, it'd be the Peyton equivalent. Manning, basically, the, the Colts gave up on him. Right. Because of the injuries. Right. But if you get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams imagine, out there, oh my God, dude. Imagine the that West wide receiving core. So, will be so hard to beat. Imagine that receiving core with those young guys that uh, were already had. Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy. Oh. And, and Sutton, Sutton, Judy, and then you add add Devontae Adams, put Adams on that, and the run game. You know how happy Adams would be. Oh my, not have to guy, be the dude. guy. Yeah, Corlin Sutton underrated. Yeah, I thought it'd be a good idea so everybody gets to know us a little bit better. Who we think right now, as it stands, everything the way it is before free agency, before the draft. Who our top five positional players are by offense. And obviously, we're not going to bore you to death with offensive linemen, okay? But I want all three of us to go through quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends and say who we think are the top five guys this year, okay? So I want to break it down. Now, starting with quarterbacks, okay? I think for the most part, we can agree on who the top two are, but I'm going to start with my number one guy who is two-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And I know he has a ton of controversy swirling him right now, and nobody really knows what his future holds. There's all these stories breaking like we talked about earlier in the episode about he's demanding $50 million to play again. 
He's not the most likable figure in the NFL right now. But I think if we're talking off of pure talent, pure skill, pure quarterbacking ability, Aaron Rodgers, for me, is the best guy in the NFL right now. I agree. He said number one on my board. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is uh, Aaron Rodgers. What are you going to say? I mean, I mean, now, obviously, if TB12 was still playing, uh, this would be a different go, conversation. There. But I think as a, as a pure quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, you can't, you can't, you can't beat him. He's still the best guy in the league. Now the you, whole you can't you can't beat experience, and that's something he has that outside Tom Brady that nobody else has. I mean, you have to remember too. He spent the first four years behind Favre. The guy has more experience than anybody else left in the league right now. That whole generation of quarterbacks. I I truly feel this: if Aaron Rodgers did not get drafted to the Packers. It was drafted somewhere else. He would not be where he's at today. Oh, I think the Packers organization has done. He it owes made them. Aaron Rodgers. He owes them. He can talk all the garbage he wants because Favre was still a viable quarterback when he left Green Bay, and he proved that. The you know he tried to go in there and fix the dumpster fire that was in New York, you know, and then he had some issues with some pitchers and. Then he wound up going to Minnesota, but if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers to sit behind him and learn how to play the game, the quarterback game, I don't think he'd be where he's at right now. Okay, Bruce, who's your number one quarterback on this year's board? I'm gonna go with Patty Mahomes. You are, yeah. That's uh, you know it's, he's consistent so far, and what they did last year. He's what? He's consistent. Yeah. And what they did last year, I mean. You can't. You can't You're giving go with him any... the edge over Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a, probably a lot of people who would agree with him. Uh, like I said, I think the top two guys are pretty obvious to most people. Now, I personally think I've seen a little bit of regression out of Mahomes. Last year, for me, the way they started out and the way that they finished the year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mahomes is a top five guy, but I saw a little bit of regression there. You know, yeah, I, I, if we go back two or three years, everybody wanted to say he was perfect Hall of Famer. He's going to be better than Brady one day. So I I think they were a little, that was a little premature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real premature. The game is set up for these guys to smash records. It's set up that way. Uh, Pat Mahomes is really cute. He's, his game is really cute. He's the point guard playing quarterback. Right. I get it. Um, so for some me, people like that, some people don't. So for me, he's not number two on my list. I'm going to take another quarterback who I think is going to break some records, and uh, that's Josh Allen. I think what he's done for the Bills, uh, he's taken a Buffalo team that for years was in the toilet prior to his arrival for the most part, and as a quarterback, I love him. He's gigantic. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm being as big as he can. He's still extremely mobile. And for me, I, when I think of the like perfect physical quarterback, I think Josh Allen. So for that, and I mean, he was a coin flip away from beating he, Patrick. He reminds Mahomes. me a lot of Cam Newton, Josh Allen, skill set wise and size. He reminds me of a lot of Cam Newton. Size-wise, yes. absolutely. I yes. think I think as a thrower, Josh Allen is 
quite a bit better than Cam Newton. Oh, he's a lot more accurate than Cam. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So for me, I'm going to put. I'll Josh agree Allen with that too on my. I'll list. agree with that, and he's number two on my list also. Bruce. Yeah, he's. Sorry. Two on my list as well. Number two. We yeah. all agree. Okay. I think that you try to tell me Aaron Rodgers isn't in your top two. No. Okay. Wow. Hot cool. take. Hot take. Cool. Sound the alarm. Hot take. Uh, number three for me. And this could be a little high, but I think coming off of the year he had and being the comeback player of the year and leading a team that was 4-12 and 12 last year to a Super Bowl des- is deserving of a top three spot. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. And ex- you, you, you took my point exactly. I am going to make the comp, and everybody might think I'm insane. It's only his sophomore year. But I think Joe Burrow has the makings – to be comparable to Joe Montana. The way I, he, I totally agree with you. The way he totally handles agree. himself on a football field, outside of the obvious, I think Joe Burrow's the most calm, cool, collected, and poised quarterback in the NFL under pressure. His size isn't anything out of this world like Josh Allen's. I don't think he has the strongest arm. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's now weakling. And there's moments where... He could be more accurate, but for absolutely, the, yeah. But for the most part, I think the way he handles himself on the field is what makes him so special. So for me, I think Joe Burrow. I'm going to put him at number three. I do too. I got him at number three too. You do? Yes. Now I thought about it. I didn't think that at one point, but I, I've thought about it, um, and I th- I think you're right. You're the biggest Joe Montana fan I've ever I, met. In I my love life. Joe Montana. You think he's the undisputed goat? He's the goat. Now, how do you feel about that comp? I I would say it's spot on. Now, obviously, a lot more. I, I a lot listen, of things I, have to happen. A lot of things have to happen. Yes, but he needs he needs more experience. Right. And I and I think what he's done in the past two years, I I he has the highest ceiling out of all these guys. I I think so too. I just because uh, he has guys he's familiar with. Uh, oh yeah, Jamar, them drafting Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase thing is, is like the keys to the kingdom for him. Absolutely, it's put him to another level. And if those two can stay healthy and stay for the together, next ten years, stay together. That's scary. I agree. That's scary. I got Herbert at three. You're <laughs> well. I so I, you still don't have Aaron Rodgers on your list. You just asked me you have earlier to remember, if Bruce, he's on my top five. I said no. Oh, he's he not. Bruce is top top not even five. in the top five. No. You have to remember, I, Bruce has some NF, NFC North hatred towards Rodgers. So. Why? Because I think he's lucky. I don't think he's good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I, yeah. why, why do you say that about Herbert you at three? I'm not saying I disagree, but. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, they didn't have that good of a season. I mean, no, was, I think their was, season was disappointing for yeah, a lot of people this year. I think they're out for blood. Same thing with the Cardinals. I think both of those teams are out for blood this year, and I think they're going to come out and they're going to kill it. With the receiving options that Herbert has and Austin Eckler being a top running back definitely helps Herbert out. Uh, Absolutely. So I can't really disagree with you there. You know, I think Keenan Allen helps him out a little bit too. Absolutely. You know? And Mike Williams, his comeback Williams. this year definitely helped. Uh for yeah, me, see if they're going to even keep him. He might be gone. He might be gone. For me, I'm going to put Mahomes fourth. Uh, we already discussed him, and everybody knows. I, I agree with that, the fourth. He's fourth on my list, too. Everybody knows how alien-like Mahomes is. There's, You know what you're getting with Pat Mahomes. 
Um, I just think that he came into the league at a time where there was a whole group of aging quarterbacks leaving and not really playing to their potential. And there wasn't a whole lot of young talent. There was a lot of draft whiffs when Mahomes entered the league. I mean, when you think about the last 10 years of the league, quarterback rise outside Brady Rogers rivers rivers breeze breeze Roethlisberger all these guys slowly but surely fanning their way out what has really come up quarterback wise since they've left Mahomes was the first yeah new guy I, to I mean, really get in you, there and you make could a say splash. Russell Wilson yeah within the last 10 years who's come up and actually stayed in the league Kirk Cousins, who yeah. stayed in the league these past 10 years. Right. I, I mean, uh, Matt Stafford, you know, if you want to say that, go ahead. But, well, I mean, outside those guys, there isn't anybody else. You just brought up Matt Stafford, and yeah, I'd well, like to go I to got, I got a lot of things to say about Matt Stafford, but I, I don't think we'll get into that right now. No, we'll save I that. I don't, we'll don't want to break Bruce's heart. But, Bruce, who's fourth on your list? Give me Lamar Jackson. Really? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Say that again. Lamar Jackson. Can L- you hear you me? You put Lamar Jackson Is your in hearing front of aid Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. More athleticism. Say it with your chest. Absolutely. Chapters. And I just think that, once again, he's out for blood as well because last year they had kind of a shitty fucking year. The, so, now, the Ravens had a down year decimated with I injury. think he's out for blood, man. The Ravens are decimated. Out with Lamar, blood. dude, he put that mean? team on his back. He was the only thing what working over there. What does out for blood there. mean? What does that mean? Do you, do you not know what out for blood means? It means you're no, out I there don't. to go Enlighten and me. hit and kill and win. That's what anyway, it means. Yeah. Far from it, bud. Yeah, okay. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is better than him, okay. dude. You can't even yep. say that. Poop. Huh? Poop. Biased. Aaron Poop. Rodgers is better than Poop. him, dude. Okay. And any idiot on the street would tell you that. Maybe, maybe... Five years ago, yeah. Not anymore. You don't think he's still... No. Okay. The guy who just won the MVP. Without Adams, Rodgers was nothing last year. Anyway. Well, anyways, the Ravens definitely had a down year this year, okay? They were decimated with injuries from the go. I mean, they lost... I don't know, that Hundley cat hung in there pretty well. Trevor Hundley did play... He played pretty well. He played pretty well in those games that that Jackson missed. And from what I was hearing, from what these... Announcers were saying in a lot of those games was he throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson. Well, I think Lamar Jackson gets a ton of disrespect. I I, I, I do too. There's a part of me that thinks he's way better than what we've seen so far. I think skill-wise, the guy's a freak athlete. Yeah. He needs a perfect storm, and the Ravens, I think, are a Super Bowl team. Right. He needs more weapons. The defense needs to play better, and he needs to have a healthy run game. They were using Le'Veon Bell at the end of last year as a running back who nobody else wanted. <laughs> so, Freeman. right. Dev- yeah. So yeah. I, I I really don't have a problem. I think Lamar Jackson needs to become more accurate. And I think as he continues to mature, he'll get there. And I think that he gets disrespected by a lot of people with this whole, oh, he should have been a running back bullshit. He's a quarterback. And he has shown us moments where he is a bona fide NFL quarterback. I don't have a problem with that. And when you get the okay. backing of Tom Brady... Absolutely. Yeah, Tom Brady does have Lamar Jackson's back. So, you know what? A friend of Tom's a friend of mine. Oh, Christ. All right. Anyway, the real goat. My number five. And this was a really tough one for me because 
Bruce put Justin Herbert in his top five, and I wanted to. But I already know Uncle Sam's going to agree with me here. I went with a little bit more experience here, and I took a guy who's coming off of an injury year and a really disappointing season, and I think he's getting tired of the dysfunction in Seattle, and I, I could agree. see him making a move. I'm going to put Russell Wilson five. He has moments where you look at him on the field and you're like, this is the best guy in football. Like, there yeah. are moments on the field where you're looking at him and you say, there's not a better quarterback than him. And that was even with Brady playing. Yeah, Russell Wilson makes you th – there are times where he you think he is just an absolute freak. Kind of reminds me of when, Breeze. When, when Bill Belichick comes way, out he and has, says He has Breeze-like tendencies. Yeah. I'll agree right. with and you there. And when Bill Belichick comes out and says Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in football. That means something. That means something. Yeah. 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 And if there's anybody that can evaluate a quarterback, it's him. Absolutely. So The best know, quarterback I, evaluator I, I of all time. I, I agree with you as Russell Wilson. I mean, the injury, I, I just, I don't like what they're doing to him in Seattle. I don't like Pete Carroll. I don't either. He's a scumbag. He needs <laughs> to be thrown out of the league. He's a cheater, and he's a scumbag. He's been like that since he was a college coach at USC. You know, He ruined that program, and he's ruining the Seahawks. I think so, too. He needs to get out. The Leg When they had the Legion of Boom, it made Russell Wilson – feel comfortable because it wasn't all on his shoulders and now with how depleted their defense looks some of the draft whiffs that they've made it, it's it's all on him they haven't had a consistent well, I, 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 I agree with you totally here's the thing when you have it's like a Detroit with the dysfunction with Matt Patricia when you had all of your players coming out and bashing him publicly right Nobody's gotten bashed worse than Pete Carroll. No. Every Hall of Fame player that has left the Seahawks bashes Pete Carroll. Absolutely. And I think there's a, a reason for that. Yeah. I, I think and I think Russell Wilson's had enough of it. Like he's had enough. I think he deleted, like we said earlier in the episode, he deleted everything off of his social media pertaining to the Seahawks. And I think he's gonna make a move. And I hope he does, because I think if we redo this list halfway through next season. Russell Wilson moves up on that list. He me. will move up on it just because he will play more games. So you have Russell Wilson number five Absolutely as well. I do. So you and me match. Really? Oh, that's cute. That's we matched. Unusual. We matched without even knowing. I actually, I, J Justin Herbert, I got him right below Russell Yes, Wilson. same here. He's my honorable yeah, bench. I really do. And, and they're, they're, it was so hard to pick five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because there's so many talented guys out there. Right. Kyler Murray has got all the talent in the world. If he's well, I think being a little saying, weirdo. Saying Kyler Murray, I think you might have just named Bruce's fifth spot. You did. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, that was hard between because I was sitting here thinking about Russell Wilson. Absolutely. And he, I'm going to put him as my honorable mention. At, yeah. you know, once, once again, right. once again, Kyler Murray is not better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay, congratulations. We've moved on. I'm sure I'm glad you're hearing. You have to this is the thing you have to remember. Bruce is 50 years you're younger. I I want to so... fly across this room and stomp on his nuts right now. <laughs> Bruce is looking to the future. I I get it. Aaron Rodgers might retire right now going into next year. Yes. Bar retirement. Aaron Rodgers is going to be around. And if he's around, he's better 
than everybody on his list. I will say, if Aaron Rodgers retires, Bruce has the best list out of all of us. Actually, he does. Yeah. If Aaron <laughs> Rodgers retires, I will go with Bruce's list. That's it. Okay. That's it. So um, you said your honorable mention was Russell Wilson. Yeah. My honorable mention, uh, I have two, and that's Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert, with Kyler Murray being like a really honorable mention because yeah. I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray Mine's guy. Mine's Herbert. I, I think Herbert, go five years from now, might be one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. I think so, too. I think there's no question in my mind, The if we go back a few years, the top was Brady, Breeze, Peyton. I think the way that we talked about Brady, Breeze, Peyton 10 years ago, we're going to be talking about Allen, Burrow, and Herbert in 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe that, too. Yeah. And Mahomes. I still can't I believe. Mahomes in there. I can't believe we hit it right on the head like that. Five for five. You know. Bruce Hot Takes Central. You know what? My list didn't change. Moving on to the guys that pound the ground, let's discuss the running backs. So I think all of us can agree, even Bruce, who the number one guy is, absolute freak, alien, monster, (laughs) otherworldly. Think of every adjective you can use to describe him. He will fit it. He is absolutely in a tier of his own. Let's say it on three. Barry Sanders. (laughs) You having flashbacks? Completely different. Completely different playing styles. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Henry. Best running back in football. Best running back in football. Doesn't need much explanation. Uh, If you're picking in fantasy, there's no questions asked. There's. There's no argument. Derrick Henry's the number one guy. Just don't go all in at him. Look I mean, at the picture of him I'm, next I'm, to the at the end of the year? I, he missed, he, I don't even know. He missed a quarter of the season and was think, still I in first place. he missed four games at the end of the year. Yeah. And still almost run to rushing. Yeah, freedom. exactly. I, I, it's To me, that's completely inarguable, and he's number one. And if you disagree, uh, then You're fuck You're an you. idiot. Next, <laughs> moving on. My number two guy. And again, there's a lot of injuries this year. I know both of you could disagree with me here. If I was building a team, the guy I would want, if I couldn't have Derrick Henry, would be the one, the only, Christian McCaffrey. Now, McCaffrey is so special because you don't expect him to be, looking at him, you don't expect him to be as dominant as he is. McCaffrey has a way of taking over games and just being in complete control. There, there's no guy that has a more complete game. Than Absolutely. That. When when he gets a hold of a game, if he's 100% healthy and he gets a hold of a game, even more so than – I don't and this could be the way the offenses are run. Even more so than Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey can completely take just over he can a game. catch the ball like a receiver. Correct. He's got – he's great route runner. Yeah. Great hands. Yeah, he's runs as hard as anybody I, I in the agree. league. I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But I still think my number two on this whole deal is Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook has only scratched the surface of what he could be. See, I'm not the biggest Dalvin Cook guy just for the fact that when you pull Dalvin Cook out with an injury, and you put Alex Mattinson yeah. in. You don't, you're not losing much. You're not really I, I losing much. I kind of agree much. with that. I don't think Ma- uh, he's as explosive as Dalvin Cook is. 
Delvin Cook can touch that ball, he's gone. Right. And I don't think that there's any other back beside McCaffrey that's as good at catching the ball and running the ball as Delvin Cook. So as a complete package. I, I, I just have Delvin Cook and McCaffrey swapped. So I don't know if... Again, I really am not a Delvin Cook guy, and I think he's going to have a really, really piss-poor year. I don't know if that Kirk Cousins is just that average or Minnesota is just that good at running the ball. But when you take, like, say what you want about Chuba Hubbard, decent guy. When McCaffrey went down, you knew there was a big drop-off from him to Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard was a good, is a good back, but there was a drop-off. Chuba Hubbard's there. also a rookie. Right. Unproven. Unproven. Right. Now – for Cook to be out and Mattinson to be as productive as he is, okay. that says more about the schematic of the team than it does okay. how good Delvin Cook is. Don't get me wrong. Cook's a great running back, just not my guy. I, I, I think they have a really good offensive line there in Minnesota, too. Yeah, so I think we just skip right into who's your it. Who's your number there, bud? Who's your number two? Well, he said it's three. No, so, he yeah, he did. He said Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Well, he said he swapped, swapped the two. I said yeah. I swapped those guys. Okay, well. I got Christian McCaffrey as well. So you swap you, you at have, two at two. Yes. Okay. okay. So you and me agree on the top two. Yeah. Uh, you know why? Because we're smart. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, Delvin Cook's scrub this year, but we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see. I'll wait till my third. My number three <laughs> guy, okay, is somebody who I love watching run the football when he's got the ball in his hands. You, you, it's like every single play you know could possibly go for a touchdown. I, I love how physical he is as a back, along with having the speed to go with it. He's not as shifty as McCaffrey or even Cook, but when he has the ball, it's like a freight train coming at you, and that's Nick Chubb for me. A lot of people would say that him splitting time with Kareem Hunt is a negative, I think going forward and for longevity, that's a benefit to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is, does not have to be in every single down back with Kareem Hunt there, which means his productivity will be a little bit lower than some of the other guys on this list as long as everybody stays healthy. But as far as pure runners go, I love watching Nick Chubb play football. He's just a thicker dude who knows how to pound through the line. He comes through that line so hard – he, you can go through and watch highlights. He's putting, he's putting defensive linemen on his back with how powerfully he runs the ball. And for me, I love that style of run. I do. Well, we already know who I pick. I love Chubb too. Yeah, Chubb. Chubb he's on my list also. But what you're putting, you? you're keeping Caffrey at three, right? Yes. Okay. I told you I had those two flip flops. Yeah. So. I got Antonio Gibson at three. You do. I do. With so, that situation going on over there right now, I think he's going to have a hell of a year, especially if Russell Wilson ends up there. So Antonio Gibson's on my honorable mention list because I think he has the makings out of that whole jumble of really young running backs that are there right now. I think Antonio Gibson has the makings to slot in right behind Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people think that Miles Gaskin on Miami could be better than Antonio Gibson, but I think Gibson has a potential, especially with Washington as dysfunctional as it is right now. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback there? They might need to run the ball, you know, 
35 times a game to, to stay productive. So I think Antonio Gibson, you're going to see a lot about him this year, and I think he's going to have a really productive year. Moving on to number four, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers own Austin Eckler. I think as far as a pass-catching back goes, he's in the upper, upper echelon of pass catchers. It's like McCaffrey. Uh, I think he's extremely elusive on the field. The way my man can make cuts is just he's, yeah, he's, he's uh, he runs pretty. I, I, I don't think his his running is as effective as McCaffrey. And, I agree, and Cook, but he's right there. He can he's make right guys there. miss, yeah. like the best of them. I agree with that. He's he's got so many little moves, and he's he's cute running the ball. Cute. Completely different than Nick Chubb, yeah. But he the way he moves on the field. He's one of those guys where you know, put the ball in his hands, anything can happen. And being as good of a receiver as he is, I think he's just – I think he's a perfect fit in that offense. I think he's a perfect fit with Justin Herbert, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. Cool. That's why I have Nick Chubb. At four. At four. Chubb is my guy. I Nick he runs in between the tackles hard and – People just seem to he bounce off of pounds. him. Pounds, that's what and, I'm saying. And that's I like that in a back. Yeah. Two guys I love in backs. I've always loved backs that basically are one-cut guys and just smash people. Yeah, just smash Derek Henry. Mouth. I yep. love Derrick Henry. I love that style. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Right. You know, Earl Campbell. Jerome I'm going to go way back. Run Jerome Bettis. Guys, face. those were yeah. real men. Right. Real men. Not like you cute guys of today. Bruce. <laughs> anyway, who's your number four? I have Eckler. I need four. to hear this. He has Eckler, oh, Eckler. At four as well. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Would you disagree with Eckler being that? No, high? I, 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 I just don't think Eckler is top five. This year, he really showed a lot. He showed a lot about the type of player he was this year. And again, I, th I think there's guys that are better than Eckler. He's just not in my top. Five. You know I haven't said Jonathan Taylor yet either. That's that's my dog right there. But I'm going to say it now. I I, I, was he's dog. my honorable mention is Jonathan Taylor. Because I got one that's going to kind of throw everybody off. My number five guy is going to be the Indianapolis Colts' own Jonathan Taylor. Now, this was really hard for me to do because I love two other guys. And I'll get to them in a second. But Jonathan Taylor... The speed, the pure breakaway speed. If he catches even an ounce of open field, there is no one in the NFL who is going to catch him, period. The guy literally runs like he was shot out of a cannon. And if you give him an inch, he is taking a mile. If he finds any opening, he is scoring a touchdown, period. He's so fast. I, I remember watching his combine workout, and he ran the 40. In, in the combine, he ran a four four one, and the guys were like, "What? Four four one? Like it's at two hundred and twenty five, two hundred thirty? Right? Pounds. That's the thing. He's not a little dude. No, he by, will not at all. He will fucking punch you in the jaw, and before you even turn around to see where he is, he's twenty yards down the field. He has straight line speed. Oh my that god! A lot of these other guys don't have. No, I agree with that. He has straight line. Straight line, line not, speed doesn't last in the NFL. Well, Sorry, the whole thing that is, doesn't last in the NFL. I agree with you to an extent, but straight line speed does not last. 
Well, there was nobody faster than Chris Johnson. Well, you claim Barry Sanders the best one in the league, right? Or I said Barry history? Sanders was the greatest running back of all time. Okay. He was never he said that Barry speed. Sanders was the fastest running back yep. in the NFL. Exactly. Ever. The whole thing about Jonathan Taylor is not only does he have that ridiculous there's flames on the ground behind him, straight line speed, his quickness, his ability to make moves. He's extremely quick. He's his agility is top notch and he's yeah incredibly fast i i like him too he's he's not in my top five but he's my honorable mention i have a different guy aaron jones wow I, you know what five. i thought so hard about him and i you know i i just, myself i seen it. what he did last year and i was just so impressed with him because basically it was him him and Devonte adams carry that team Absolutely. i mean that's that's ridiculous dude no, he put the team on his back last year he yeah, had he to you know I don't think there's a guy in the league, and and I, Aaron Jones ain't one of those totally elite guys. He runs hard. He does. He runs hard. I'll and give I, that to him. I have to take that. I think Jonathan Taylor, another league year, he'll be in the top. Who's your number five, Bruce? This is a hot take. Yeah? It's a very hot it's take. on the alarm, yeah. Bruce take. Go ahead. But I'll take my dog. The man who put the back team on his back the entire season because there was no quarterback relevant at all all year, DeAndre Swift. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Cam Akers. <laughs> no. Well, you said with no quarterback. That's why I figured oh, you were yeah. going to say Cam Akers. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. I love DeAndre Swift's play style. And the whole He's thing is dog, watching He's the Lions, dog. they haven't had a serviceable, a true Top tier running back in since Barry Sanders. True, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Here's the here's the thing about the Lions though. This year, if you watched them this year, uh, Jamal Williams was a monster this year too. I think as Jamal well. Williams as makes well. and if he DeAndre hadn't got Swift's hurt, life easier and missed a lot of games. But you know what? They got a bunch of other guys behind these guys that were pretty effective. That yeah. Reynolds kid that was playing the last couple of games of the year, man, he was a monster, dude. They got a young, they got a great young offensive line. If they can keep that together, Swift has a chance of really doing something. He's not in my top five at all, but I think he's he has potential to hit five. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think if yeah. we're talking about this twelve months from now, I just think there's too many other guys that are better than him out there. Joe Mixon. I mean, if is he can, if him. he could stay healthy, I mean, yeah. Well, Joe Mixon's better. So, speaking of Joe Mixon, my honorable mentions here are Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. Yeah, uh, both of those. I truly believe both of those guys are better than DeAndre Swift. I think so too. Um, Joe Mixon just has a way about him. There's just something special. He's not. He's not that guy who's breaking off giant runs, but his effectiveness. Joe Mixon, people bounce off of him. Yes. I, that's what I like. He's right. I, you know those little scat backs like McCaffrey? and McCaffrey can run with power, too. Delvin Cook's a scat back. Yeah. Eckler's a scat back. People don't bounce off of them. I want to see people bounce off of you. It's like Zeke Elliott. When he's, Zeke, he's not in my top five, but he is in my top ten still. I agree. There's not a lot of guys that run with the the no. just sheer nastiness that he does. Peak Zeke Elliott. Yeah. But, again, I think that's another part of 
there's that whole the demise of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, oh my God, Derrick Henry is the 2.0 of Zeke Elliott. Yeah, right? Derrick Henry, Derrick and Zeke Henry, Elliott. Yeah, They're improved. Like, if the Dallas Cowboys committed to the run, they would be a lot more successful than what they are. Right I think now. so too. They need to take the ball at deck hands. As much somebody as needs to yeah. just utterly shoot their coach. Okay, because that's why he got kicked out of fucking Green Bay because he's a he's atrocious. The play calling is. Awful. You have one of the best backs in the league, and he doesn't get no carries. It's ridiculous. Well, Najee Harris is my other honorable mention because I couldn't just pick one. Uh, Another guy I absolutely love. I think he fits extremely well in that Pittsburgh offense. When you're watching him play, he's like a little leaner, little bit more agile version of Le'Veon. He has that thing about him where he's – Watching Le'Veon Bell at his peak, Le'Veon Bell would get the ball and almost stop yeah. to find the hole. <clears throat> he would eat, and that was what Le'Veon well, He doesn't at. have that anymore. He, no, no. That, that left him a long time It's ago. like when you're watching Najee yeah. run the ball, he almost has that He's same very tendency. Patient. Very He's patient. extremely patient, and that, yeah. that's, that's a major key that a lot of these younger guys don't have. They need to learn that. And they do, yeah. because... Najee Harris skill wise might not be top five, but Najee Harris with the patience and the ability to read the field and know where to he can go. Catch the ball too. Yeah, he's a complete guy. Absolutely. He's complete. Absolutely. He's a complete guy. Bruce, you got any honorable you know mentions what? for us? Yeah. Who do you got there, bud? Javante Williams. I do, I agree with you on that hundred percent. I no. never thought I would say this in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Denver. No, I totally I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think he will be the next big thing. He'll be up. I, I I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be the top guy. No, anymore. I think Melvin Gordon's on his way out of the league. Oh, I don't know about that. I Mike agree Melvin with Sammy here. Might go to a third down role more. Where yeah. he was playing the third down role, I see those two swapping. Uh, because he's just so big right, and so strong, people fall off of him. I think Melvin Gordon is going to be in that same class of running back with Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott. Mark Ingram. Well, no, I... I'm talking about guys who three or four years ago were the absolute truth. Mark Ingram. And they're just on that slide yeah, down. Well, you know, it all depends on what systems they play in. Absolutely. Running backs that play in the system uh, in San Francisco are going to flourish if they can. I mean, Elijah Moore. Field. Running backs in, in, uh, in Baltimore are going to flourish from that offense if they, if can, they can stay, stay on, on the field. field. Did you notice the two best running teams in the league last year? Not one of those guys could have a back that could last five games. Well, I mean, Baltimore didn't even make it to go. I know. Everybody on the team was hurt before week one. I know. And well, the same the same with San Francisco. Yeah. The all their guys were. I am really excited to see Baltimore's run game this year if all yeah. of them guys can stay healthy. Imagine have, if Gus Edwards comes oh back. Oh my gosh. There's gonna be so many sleepers this year that people I know. are gonna be like, holy shit. I know. Oh yeah. I, I'm. I think more so than any other position on the field, running back evolves yearly. There's gonna there's gonna be a lot of guys to come out this year, coming. Guys that nobody's seen yet. Right. Travis Atien, in Jacksonville. My man. My man was a, the best back. Last year. The whole thing is. There's no longevity at the running back yeah. position anymore. So you're constantly seeing the position evolve. It's changing. There's new guys every year bouncing into that top 10 slot. And this list of the top five we have now, 
outside of Derrick Henry, could 12 months from now could be completely, could be completely different. different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, I what, that's what makes that so exciting. Let's keep it rolling here. Going on to our pass catchers. I would go out on a limb, much like running backs, to say we all agree on the number one spot. I think Green Bay Packers wide receiver, which I know Bruce has a vendetta against the Packers, so he could disagree. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, I think, has set himself into a tier of his own, and he is the best wide receiver in the league at the moment. He's just so complete. Yep. Every route is crisp. The speed is completely there. He's the, the perfect size. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't I totally drop agree. balls. I, th- I think he's top-notch. It's, it's top-notch. just like Derrick Henry. He is the complete package, and there's not much else to say because he does every single thing on a football he's team. He's top-notch. Right. Top-notch. So, Bruce? Do you agree with me? I, I agree. I agree with so you. So Adams Bruce? won. Bruce? I do agree. I do agree that he's he's on my top. Surprised you didn't say Cooper. Wow, I'm shocked. Well, at anyway, speaking no, of that, surprisingly, I I do think that he's better than Cooper Cup. Okay, right. I think I'm shocked. Well, did your homework? I Go have ahead. Cooper Cup at two. Okay, now one, I love Cooper Cup's heart. He's a small school guy, and when you see him playing football, he I think he's Smart one of the few hell. guys that loves the game still. Like. He, he reminds That's, me of Julian Edelman. Yes, you know what Edelman I mean? Edelman played the game with that same tenacity. That, right, he's Edelman. scrappy, and yes, he'll do scrappy. whatever it takes to he's win. scrappy. Now, the difference between an Edelman and a Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup has some serious intangibles and skill. And size. And he's size. a lot bigger than He's Edelman. just, honest to God, if we're talking him versus Devontae Adams, I think Cooper Cup runs an even crisper route, better hops, and a little bit more quickness it's close between those two yeah and i think if we see cooper cup do again what he did this yeah. year i would make the argument for cooper cup over Devonte adams if cooper cup could keep separation up yes and he yes. gets the separation he can, yeah he continues he flourishes in a system that has uh, they have a very good wide receiver core. oh absolutely so it's hard to roll coverage on him, yes, hard, yes, hard to do. It. But and he can get my, himself. My open. number two is not Cooper Cup. My number two is Justin Jefferson. I th- wow. I think he's that good. I think he's an elite guy, and in the right situation, there's no telling what he could do. Yeah, you yeah. Remember, you have Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, and he's doing and, what and, he's and he's doing. still tearing it up. Right. And right. and to me, I think he's a better receiver than than Cooper Cup. I really do. He's going to snatch the ball out of the air. He's going to high point it. He's athletic. Justin Jefferson is dominant. Athleticism jumps off the chart. My man takes over games. Yeah. Delvin Cook was hurt all last year. Who in all reality did the Vikings have to rely on? Uh, yeah. yeah. It was Justin Jefferson's show. Like, and. He's dominant. He took he's, over he's games, and I, 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 and I, I really think love he's so young. Him he's going to be there for a long time. Now, I'm going to disagree here, even though I love Cooper Cup. I'm going with Stephon Diggs at two. I have, I had a feeling you were going to say this. Why? You know, the way their season ended last year, Allen's a fucking beast, freak. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. 
And I think they're just going to have a great year. I, I mean, it's not much to say about it, but I just think. Well, they've been know. bounced out of the playoffs twice in the past two years. I um, So I, has Green I Bay. Their defense is number two in the league. But Aaron Rodgers is your no, number Buffalo, one. No, Buffalo, their defense is number two in the league. Yeah. I don't even They know. haven't put it together offensively. Yeah, the, the offense is where they haven't put it together. You know why? Because they don't run the ball enough. They become one well, dimension. I, I, if Buffalo can get an elite running back. If they can get a guy that can pound the rock, they don't have that there right now. Singletary is nice. And uh, uh, who's the other cat they got? Zach Moss is nice. But these guys, these guys ain't. Uh, Eight. Buffalo no, finished the, yeah. one in total defense it was last first year. In total. I thought it was the Rams, but I I was mistaken. But I think it would know. be the Rams. Well, shockingly enough, the Rams finished fifteenth in team defense. Really? They did. That shocks me. They did. But yeah, I think the problem is with Buffalo is they Correct. don't have that Correct. that. Well, you got a number one next receiver level talent, Diggs. right? He's definitely a number one. Absolutely. And, and I, when I he had left. Him. Minnesota, people thought, oh, boy, you know, Adam Thielen is this, that, and the other thing. Well, took a rookie to come in there and show you he's not the best receiver on that team. Imagine Minnesota with Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson instead of Adam Thielen. Oh, my God. God. Well, here's the problem with that. Jefferson would never been drafted by that. That's true. If Diggs was still there. That's true. So, you know, kind of washes itself out. Uh, Number three. I, I love both of the guys you said. I love Justin Jefferson, and I I love Stephon Diggs. But I think the Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, on a talent standpoint, is upper echelon. What we saw from him this year hasn't been done before. No. And he had a huge – he had a huge advantage – Having the rapport with his quarterback that he had walking into the Imagine league how, day see, one. That, that, that's, you know, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you know how easy it's been for Burrow? Oh, so I mean, far. I mean, he had no expectations. you get to get the guy that won you a national championship? And, and then he comes and he, he couldn't see. He was blind. That's that the whole thing. Neck. That, that was a report on Yeah, they him. said he couldn't see the ball because he didn't have white lines on that. All of the above. And he proved every single person who doubted him wrong this year. The first six weeks of the season, he smashed records. Those are those talking heads, though. We aren't those talking heads. Absolutely not. Those talking heads get my blood moving because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I agree. And everybody was wrong on Jamar Chase. I loved Jamar Chase coming in. Loved it. Hot take. I think Jamar Chase is going to have just as exceptional of a year this year as he had last year. He has the complimentary receivers around him that he, that a bona fide number one needs to keep him viable, to keep him open. You have to respect T. Higgins as a defense. You have to respect Tyler T. Boyd as a, a defense. big, big guy. Absolutely. And, and you can't, and that's you gonna can't leave, cover all three of those. Right. Guys. It's going to leave a ton of room for Chase to have the same right. kind of year that he did last oh, year and continue on. You no, know, like I said, he could stay healthy. My my number three is Cooper Cup. Same. He's my number three. Can't can't, can't argue. argue. Yeah. He's Cooper. It's Cooper Cup. We've already talked about him. Can't who's, argue. Who's your number three? Cooper Cup. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Oh my we god. We agreed. You guys agreed. Holy oh, shit. shit. Uh, sound the alarm. My number four. Go outside and see how close the moon is to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> my number four guy might not be a wide receiver at all. He might be a wide back. I'm gonna take Debo Samuel. Love Debo Samuel. Love his game. I can absolutely adore. They need to watching do, him play you know football. What they need to do with Debo Samuel, and this is what I would do. I would do with him with what Atlanta did with Cordell Patterson. Just have him do Make it all. Play running back, <laughs> running back, receiver, running back, punt receiver. returner. He's proven that he can. I he can play him all over the field. field. Yeah, I would leave him right next to the quarterback whenever I could get a chance. Yeah. Run him. You know why? Send him because, on routes from, from listen, behind there. Jimmy Garoppolo's as big a dumpster fire as, uh, what's his name in Atlanta? Who, Matt Stafford? Matt, no, not Matt Stafford. <laughs> He's a dumpster fire, too. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. This so is, why not? Why the, not? The thing I love about Debo Samuel so much is it doesn't matter where he is on a football field. Okay. He's dangerous. He's going to score. If they're handing him the ball, if he's running a, a screen, if he's going deep, once he has the ball in his hands, he's going to make guys miss, and he is going to score, period. You can't argue it. Not only make guys miss, but run through people. Oh, my God. He does it Very all. physical. He does it all. I Probably love one of the more physical receivers outside, like Mike Evans, that you will oh, see. In especially this for his size. Mike Williams and Mike Evans. Right, for his Those size, too. Big. He plays bigger uh, than he actually is. Yeah. Uh, I love watching I, I him agree play. With, it's I agree so fun that. watching him play I, football. I totally agree. Um, my my number four is Jamar Chase. Okay, and okay. as we've and already then, touched on, I I don't I'm know right who there with it. We already talked about it. You and I've, Bruce agreed again. on two again, again. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay. Another one. That's it. The world's gonna come to an end. Um, <laughs> who's your number five? I really, really, really struggled with this. I had I had a list of five guys that I wanted to put at number five. Um, and everybody who didn't make the fifth spot is an honorable mention for me because I don't think there's much separation between the number five guy and all the honorable mentions. I had to put Mike Evans here. I had to. And Chris Godwin proved that he's a really good receiver, but Mike Evans for me, is so big. He can out-jump anybody who's covering him. His hands at times are questionable. If you actually take the time to watch him run routes, he's a way better route runner than I think he gets credit for. The speed isn't necessarily there. But to me, watching Mike Evans play, he has the potential. This is going to be tough for me to say, but I don't think the Buccaneer style of offense benefits him as much as some other him playing somewhere else would. He's a watered-down version of Calvin Johnson to me. Jameis Winston worked with Mike Evans if Jameis Winston could actually be accurate. Mike Evans is, I think, probably the best deep threat in the league. He's not the best. That's a hot take. If you had the right quarterback to throw him the ball, Brady was is more of, as we know, is a dump-off QB at this point in his career. And Jameis was completely no, I inaccurate. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, but this. I think Chris Godwin's better than him. I don't. 
I don't. I think get, if you take Mike. <coughs> I think Chris Godwin is faster. If you take Mike Evans. He's and you, always open. He's more productive. If you give Mike Evans to a big, one of those big arm young quarterbacks, Josh Allen, right. Justin Herbert, right. I don't, I think Mike Evans is in this top five and you're not even talking about it. I think well, if he he's going to get his chance this year. If he, if the right if guy leaves in free agency, he is a free agent. Yes. If God we'll leaves, what Mike Evans is made of. And you have to see who Tampa Bay brings in as a QB. Yeah. Like, hypothetically, let's say Garoppolo ends up there. I think him and Garoppolo play really nice together, actually. I do. I do. Yeah. I know know a lot of people disagree with me there, and I know I left. For me, it was between him and Justin Jefferson for that fifth spot, and it was tough for me to get over the fact of Kirk Cousins. I just don't like Kirk Cousins. I hear you there. I just can't stand it. Well, my my number five is Tariq Hill. He still does it year after year. Guy's still very explosive. I, I just, what do you say about him? Every I mean, time he touches the ball, he can score. He's the cheetah, man. He outruns he's, everybody. Uh, he's stupid fast. I'd love to see him and Jonathan Taylor stupid race. Quick. I, I, I think he's quicker than fast. You know, he's, that's what his game is. He gets a separation from, from quickness. You know, he's, he's making, he's going to try out to be a sprinter in the 2024 Olympics. Oh, good luck. Last guy to start to go to the Olympics and try to be a sprinter was Javid Best, a former Lion. And uh, I want to say he got spoke by Usain Bolt. Probably. Which everybody yeah. else does yeah. too. But. Bruce, who's your fifth guy? Now, what you were saying, it's really hard. This was, it's this was the hardest really one for, me, hard. for sure. But another hot take. He's a little bit older. I have Kyler Murray on my five. Got to put DeAndre Hopkins on my five. So this he was injured this year. He was so that's all. That's yeah. really. I mean, that's why he's not in my top five. Is because he didn't even play. He could. He, uh, for me, he could easily climb back in. But I think, with his age and the point he's at in the career and the he's way the league changing, like I just don't think he's going to be as productive as he used to be. Because before, if we go back three or four years, DeAndre Hopkins won two. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're, yeah, it was him and Devontae Adams. That was it. And everybody else. And everybody else. So, yeah. I think he has the potential to bring like it back. I like that too, but man. I just, I, I don't like think. like that too. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray, and I, you know. I think DeAndre Hopkins has the potential to climb back in there, but I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bet on it. For me, honorable mentions go Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and, you know, two guys that I love. I love watching CeeDee Lamb play football. I hate the Cowboys. I absolutely – there's no team in the NFL I despise more than the Cowboys, and there's few quarterbacks I dislike uh, more the than Jack Prescott's. Well, there leads to my last honorable mention is DK Metcalf. I love Mike Evans, which means I'm going to love Metcalf because they're Metcalf very, very, very – Metcalf is a physical very, freak. Yes, and I think yes. when Tyler Lockett eventually walks away, leaves, whatever – and how about a shout-out to Lockett, man? Lockett's Lockett, gone yeah. some crap in his year. Absolutely, he has. And you know what the thing is he about Tyler Lockett? There's more than what they give him. He's extremely consistent. Yeah. He's always there. And he doesn't get talked about. He doesn't get hyped. But the guy is a solid receiver. I agree with that. Tyler Lockett deserves more credit. You know who's another one? Amari Cooper. So, with this, but, I mean, it was, you had Dak. That's so throwing thing. to him. So like, it's like you can't put him up there because 
There's no quarterback worse in this league than Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, which which saddens me because I would love to have him up on my list. He is the most inconsistent quarterback in the NFL. We need to have a whole episode just on the Cowboys and how dysfunctional and shitty the Cowboys are and how much. Listen, we every Dak year they every year they're supposed to go to the paper, Super Bowl. They, they never have do. Twelve Super Bowls. Yes, they never get it done. They never. They never. drop the ball constant all the time. All right, let's move on. What's next? We wouldn't have a complete offensive skill player position talk if we weren't talking about the big men. Tight ends. The tight ends. Yep. Um, this one was shaky for me. I love a lot of guys. I hate a lot of guys. i fans of a lot of guys. I can't get behind certain guys. And outside of the top two for me, there's a pretty big drop-off. And then outside of four, there's well, a who's huge drop-off. Who's your top two guys? I think we could all agree on number one, right? Travis Kelsey. Disagree. Okay, hold on. My number one is Travis Kelsey, and I don't think it needs much explanation. Your number one is? Travis Kelsey. Doesn't need any explanation. We all know what he can do. Bruce disagrees. I argued with myself a little bit, but I put Kittle above Travis Kelsey. Kittle's is a better blocker. Kittles is a more complete tight end. If we're talking tight end. I agree with that part of it. He's my number two. Okay. And I would have to say he's probably yours also. He is not my number two. Okay. Well, he's, he's not, not my number two. The tight end position is evolving. Correct. Okay. Tight ends are supposed to, in quotes, block and play alignment spot, but that's not what they are anymore. The game has gotten so far away from that. Kittle is a great blocker as well as a very good pass catcher. For me, Kelsey is a wide receiver and a tight end's number. Okay. Somebody who I think is a great pass catcher and a good blocker is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. And where is he on your list? He's Mark Andrews is my number two. Okay. With Kittle at three. Now, I'm valuing. I, I flip-flop. I, right. And I'm valuing Andrews more than Kittle because I think Andrews is a great pass catcher and a good blocker. Whereas I think Kittle's I actually a think good he's a pass better blocker than he is a pass catcher. You do. I do. I I he doesn't do anything athletically unique. Where Mark Andrews is athletically that guy. That's what I'm saying. Thrown at. That's what I'm saying. Mark yeah. Andrews is an incredible pass catcher and a good blocker. He's too, he's Kittle's a, good a great blocker. Kittle reminds okay me of a pass catcher. A, a slightly more athletic, smaller version of Rob Gronkowski. Agree. That's what he reminds me. But I Who's your number two, Bruce? Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yes. so we're all within the top yeah. so, three of so each other. So far, who's yours number three? TJ Hawkinson. Okay. So okay. but all these guys kind of have the same I mean, well, Kittle and Hawkinson are more alike than anything else. Say that again. Kittle and Hawkinson are more alike. They're I think they're pretty comparable. Well, well I, I, I would have to say this. I think uh it's hard to say with Hawkinson. I, I don't think we've seen enough of him. No, I don't no. either. Because and, and that's why you, you know what? That's why he's not in my top five. Because I don't think we've seen enough. I'm going to give Jared Goff the benefit of the doubt. I think he's a little overrated. Doubt. Well, I think he's overrated. Was he worth an eighth eighth pick? No, I don't think so. No, not at all. At this point in his career, at this point in he's, his career, I don't think he was. I mean, he he has two. 
was it season ending injuries already? Yeah, oh. and see that's so, what that's an issue. That that's is an, an, issue, that's an issue. But that's an issue. I mean, you got a guy who's putting the ball in situations where he is getting his ass wrecked like a fucking train. And I think All that's right. one of the other reasons why I put I gave Mark Andrews a slight edge. In, he's overcome injury. Mark Andrews? Yes. The injury aspect From early is changing. Mark Andrews was the top tight end coming out of college too, though. It, Nobody talks about that. Well, I mean. When he played the injury in aspect he, is he made Baker Mayfield the first changing. round pick. Absolutely, he did. He made look, Baker Mayfield the first round pick, dude. Look at Akers coming off an Achilles tear like that. You don't come back from that. Yeah, you're right. So so far for me, I have Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle. And I do too. Outside of T.J. Hawkinson breaking Bruce's top three, we're all pretty much on the same page right. there. For me, I'm going to put Buffalo's own Dawson Knox at number four. I think what this guy did this year was really, really special. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody really expected it. And he became Josh Allen's safety net. He was always there when Josh Allen needed him. He changed some games for Buffalo. He made the catches he needed to make, and he looked really, really good He's doing it. He's a very it. good blocker. And He's I, a I don't great think blocker. Enough credit at that point. But my man made touchdown catches that. He looked like a bona fide one receiver catching the ball in the end zone. He's good. Dawson Knox is really good. And he's extremely close to that top three. Fr- he, he's he's top- my honorable mention. Really? He's out of your top five. He was in my top five, but I, I just I started watching more film. Gusecki is my my guy. I have, You're putting Gusecki? Gusecki. Yet? I got to put him in there. I, I don't think there's any guy beside, outside Mark Andrews and your elite guys that have been more um, productive than Gusecki. Bruce, you're number four. Hot take, Hunter Henry. You know, I I had a feeling you were going to say this. I think Hunter Henry has been slightly disappointing for a lot of people. I think when he made the move to New England, People expected a lot out of him. He had some injury issues I know. coming out of San Diego. I know. When he was playing at the Chargers. I just don't know if he'll ever be able to get I don't know. He was back. pretty pretty I effective last year. I mean, I'm a big well, fan of Mac Daddy Jones. I mean, I just I see that connection. I, you know, God, I love By the way, I do have a Mac Jones jersey from the New England Patriots yes, store. You do. Yes. From New England, by the way. Yep. Thank you. I hand delivered. My daughter, my daughter wears it as a nightshirt. She loves it. <laughs> Shout out to Angelina. Uh, my number five guy again. For so I really had a hard time with all these number five spots. Yeah. Because there's so many guys who you could slide in there. Um, I love your Gesicki pick there at five. Uh, he's my honorable mention. Yeah. Um, none of us have said Kyle Pitts because I think he was extremely disappointing this year i think everybody expected him to come i, I think kyle pitts is, is extremely disappointing yeah and overrated well and i my opinion there overrated uh i'm gonna put i really want to put gronkowski in this spot because as of now he's playing next year but i didn't he's the greatest tight end to play the game i didn't i'm gonna put darren waller in my five spot i don't like darren waller i'm not a big darren waller fan but I thought about this because I wasn't going to put him there. I honestly was going to put Hawkinson in my five spot. But I stopped Ooh. and I thought about it. Who else is going to catch the ball for the Raiders 
who else is going to be Derek Carr's safety blanket and who's going to get a lot of the production on that offense? And the answer is Darren Waller. You yeah. know, I think if Ruggs was there, it'd be a little different because he'd be taking away some of that target share. But I think Darren Waller has the potential to continue to be that tight end everybody loves and and relies on. And I think he. Well, I, I think you, I think you know where the Raiders are going to be shooting here. They got they got to replace Ruggs. Absolutely, they have to. They have to. You can't just go and run throw and Waller. But are you gonna are you gonna find another guy who had the upside that Ruggs did? Oh, absolutely. One this guy's coming out in this draft is good and not better than Ruggs. I loved Henry Ruggs. Ruggs was a speed burner, and that was it. Really? I loved oh, him, was. though. Huh? I loved him. And and yeah. Too bad he's a knucklehead. For me? Too bad he's a knucklehead. I'm not going to lie to you. You brought up a name that I was going to bring up, and I missed. For me, Hunter Renfro has the makings. I love Hunter Renfro. He might surprise a lot of people this year. Hunter, Hunter Renfro is a smaller version of Cooper Cup. Yeah. You want to talk about Julian Edelman. Yeah. Boom, there's your comp right there. And I think he has well, the potential I, I, to be that listen, good. Listen, I, I, I remember watching Julian Edelman in his last Super Bowl when he won MVP, and he deserved it, every bit of it. My man looked like he was so roided out, screaming at people oh, with yeah. that beard, ripping his shit off. Like you. I, I, I'm all for that. Skinnier version? Like I, I, <laughs> I am a Julian Edelman guy. I always was. Because he took – Shout he took, out to Julian Edelman. Shout out to Julie. Jules. You know, Tom you know, always called him Babe. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan of the duo they had, the Amendola Edelman duo. My number five tight end? Yes. It's going to be a surprise. You ready for this? Dallas Goddard. Wow. From the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate the Eagles. I hate everything about them. I think Dallas Goddard is a very good tight end. Now, he just. He reminds me of Zach Ertz, and I don't know if it's because they're both in Philly. I just don't like the Eagles. I don't believe Zach in Ertz is in the Cardinals. Yeah. Why don't you pick him? I don't like Zach Ertz. I, I don't like anything mention about of any of them. I'm I just don't Zach Ertz. like him. Honorable mention to Zach Ertz. Yeah, he's not athletic enough. He's just not. Goddard? Yeah, I think Goddard's pretty good. Uh, Goddard catch anything thrown at him. He's got good hands, man. Yeah, I'm, I like him, dude. He's not an athlete. Not he's not my guy. Neither is Rob Gronkowski. Anybody who calls Rob that Gronkowski is an yeah, athlete see, is an idiot. Is he's true. an ogre. He's a thug, playing tight end. That's what he is. And you know what? The big Polish sausage. He's the greatest of all <laughs> the time. Big kielbasa. Bruce, who's greatest your number of all five? Time. Now, this could change debate whether you know the quarterback situation over there, but I'm going with Logan Thomas. So, I love Logan Thomas, but my man has just been okay. If he, if he, you take away his injury history, he's in the top five, I think. Intangible wise, size wise, skill wise, he had it, but he's been so decimated over and over and over and over with injuries. I'd love to see the guy come back and, 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 and play well, but I just, I think that his, his clock change. has ran out. I, I give but, him a lot of credit. Absolutely. In college, he was a quarterback his whole career. So he goes to the NFL and becomes a tight end. 
That is not easy to do. I mean, we got to remember Change tight ends. Like these that. these guys are out there pulling Gronks and hitting people, and there's a lot of injuries with tight ends. So those are our top five offensive uh, positional players. Okay. I think we agreed. Next on, week we'll do defense. Next week we're going to come at you with defense. I think we agreed on a lot more stuff than I thought. I did too. I was surprised I agreed with Bruce on a lot of things. Yeah. Because uh, shocking, he irritates huh? the shit out of me, and I, I I don't even know why I'm sitting in this room with you. But I think there was yeah, uh to say back to that. I'm sorry? I'm perfect. So sorry. Am I perfect? Remember what I said about flying across the room <laughs> and stomping. There was there were some hot Can takes in there. I think there's a lot of guys that everybody expected <laughs> us to talk about. Could two fifties fly? Yes, it can fly. <laughs> So, yeah, here's, uh, here's a little message from uh, one of our sponsors. Since 1953, Metro Detroiters have trusted one name for all their produce needs. Joe Randazzo's Fruit and Vegetable prides itself on providing the freshest and highest quality produce at the absolute lowest prices. There are four locations in Detroit, Dearborn Heights, Westland, and Roseville have a wide variety of ethnic produce from all around the world. One of the few remaining produce-centric markets left in the country, I can assure you your time shopping at Joe Randazzo's with its open-air and old-world market feel will be nothing but an enjoyable one. Coming off of a fresh remodel, cleanliness and safety are priority one, with quality, low prices, and customer satisfaction being a very close second. Come see why for the last six decades, many have tried to imitate, but no one can duplicate. Joe Randazzo's Fruit and Vegetable, serving Detroiters the freshest fruits and vegetables since 1953. All right, we're here with our resident NFL draft guru. Sup? Or our uh, NFL draft insider, let's say. The tipped balls insider, Uncle Sam. Now, some call him the rain man of football, okay? That's my brother. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to Uncle Tony. Uh he knows pretty much everything there is to know about. I mean, my man can go through and tell us who was drafted in 1980. Who's drafted in 1983? It's just terrible. My One of my favorite quarterbacks, actually two of my favorite quarterbacks, John Elway and Dan Marino. Well, he's pretty good. Let's hand. just give him that. Um, he has a lot of guys from this year's draft that he really likes, probably some that you've never heard of. So he's going to give us insight into a few of those names now. Uh, what do you have for us? You got your 10 guys that you really love? My, my top 10 guys coming out of this 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 year's draft, uh, it might vary from other people's stuff. Well, yeah, but we don't – listen, we want to give you here more than pro football okay. focus. You know, we, well, want, we, want, we want to get inside your head. We want to know right. who this, you like. This is, this is my top 10. Okay. I'm going to give you my top 10. At number one. Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon. I think a lot of people agree with you there. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people have him going like five. I don't. I think he's the best player in the draft. So you think he has that future gold coat potential? I, I think this. He ha- he's, he's insane as an athlete. His ability, uh, his, his, his quickness, his explosiveness. He's very agile. He, I seen a move he was putting on. I can't remember exactly what team he was playing, but I seen him go hard off the line, stop, and then smash inside with power. And I not a lot of guys can do that. 
and and he's he has a repertoire that's very very extensive for a guy that age. Right. Um, a lot of people they question his drive. I don't. I don't. I think he'll pl- prove a lot of people wrong here in the upcoming draft. I think a lot of people are are going to be surprised if if he does all the workouts at the combine. He'll be the first overall pick. All right. So Thibodeau one. Let's hear it. Thibodeau at two. one. My second pick of this draft coming draft, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. He's got unusual size for the position. How big is Six, it? 6'4", 220. This is linebacker size playing it at safety. Uh, he covers huge amounts of ground, and in the run game, he's tenacious hitter. Uh, to me, that, that means a lot. Uh, if he's the next, everybody's looking for the next Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu. Right. I really, truly think this guy could be it. He covers, I feel like a center fielder. He, he's stupid fast. Good. And he covers, the range that he has is, is unmatched. I haven't seen that kind of range since Ed Reed. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu are I, I love Ed Thompson. Reed. Ed Reed yeah. is my dog. Absolutely. And and I'm telling you, they Zach. If he comes even close to any of those guys, then it's Listen, a no-brainer. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, guys his size had played safety, Cam Chancellor, stuff like that. So I don't have a problem with that. And listen, Detroit Lions, if you want to take him at two, God bless it. If Thibodeau's not there, take him. <laughs> My third best player on the board this year coming out is N'Kobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia. N'Kobe Dean. He's sideline to sideline range is unparalleled by any other linebacker in his draft. Um, he's, he has elite quickness, and that's what you need to be a great linebacker, elite quickness. Uh, hopefully... What I seen on film with him, Patrick Willis. Maybe wow. not as strong as Patrick Willis, but he's right there. And uh I I wouldn't be surprised if people don't think he's you could take a linebacker at three or four because of the position thing, you're wrong. You're wrong. He's that talented. You got a staple on your defense for ten years. Wow. You know. How did he do against Michigan? Uh should we even talk about that? You you remember, no? No, I don't. You didn't watch a championship game? I, I did, but I yeah. was, you know, it was well, that kind of distracted. You. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't disappear. He didn't disappear like Aiden Hutchinson did. <laughs> and that is my number four pick is Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. Of this draft. And uh I I like him. He has a great motor. Uh he's he is a complete defensive end when it comes to setting the edge against the run. That's one thing about him, that that he is better than some of the other guys that I've seen. Uh, the downside to him, I think he needs to put some muscle on. He needs to put on about 20 pounds of muscle. He, he needs to do that. If he don't, he'll just be an average defensive end. You don't want average. You want elite. Right. He doesn't have the elite speed that Thibodeau has or the athleticism that Thibodeau has. So he needs to put on more weight. And more strength. He needs to play stronger. He's a very good player, but he's not at that. I don't think he's at that elite level. So Hutchinson will probably go top five out of the probably top, top five. Yeah. I got him at four out of those first five teams. Who do you think he makes the best fit with? The best fit with 
Uh, so between Jacksonville, I, I would Detroit, say, Houston, uh, and both New York teams. Listen, Jacks, everybody's got Jacksonville going offensive line. I, that could happen. But I, I don't think you can pass up on guys, uh, defensive pass rushers that are rated this high. Right. I really don't. A lot of people have Aiden Hutchinson, their number one player on the board. Yeah. Because he's complete. He can play the run and rush the passer. He's a complete defensive end. So would but. you say – Hutchinson versus Thibodeau. I think Hutchinson's upside is, is bigger. Right. So you think you think Thibodeau has the higher ceiling, but you think Hutchinson at this moment is probably a more complete guy? Uh maybe uh yes. Okay. I would say he would play the run better than Thibodeau. Okay. But Thibodeau coming off the edge is an absolute monster. Okay. He's a monster. Is he Miles Garrett? He he probably will be the next Miles Garrett. Wow. That's that's a hell of a comp there. All that's right. Number, for Thibodeau. Number five. Uh Ikeem Iguanu, tackle <laughs> from NC State. I, I butchered his last name. Sorry. Sorry, uh, He's Akeem. the most dominant tackle, run-blocking tackle in this draft. He had 18 smashing tackles this year. No other guys come close to him. He, he, is, he is an elite run-blocker at the tackle position. And and if you can have somebody like that that can actually pass protect too, he's probably the best guy in this draft. Really? Yes. So out of out of pure talent, correct. You think this is the I number one guy that, coming out? The guy's phenomenal. He's an academic All American. You can go to his bio. He he's incredible. He really is. Uh, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of anybody that's going to put their hand in the dirt and smash you in the mouth. And that's what he does. <laughs> Uh, at number six, I have another tackle, Evan Neal out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. This guy is an absolute mountain of a man, 6'7", 350 pounds. Oh, my God. Uh, he's only allowed 24 pressures in two years. Wow. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, only that's absurd. <laughs> that's an absurd number. And not only that, he's played left tackle and right tackle, so it doesn't matter which end you're going to put him on in your in on your team. So he's the offensive lineman to he, get. He's out of the most draft. versatile tackle in the draft, right? Because he's played both positions. Uh, my next guy at number seven is wide receiver Drake London out of USC. So doesn't he play basketball too? This guy plays basketball and football. He's six five two ten. Eight games last year. He only played eight games. He had 88 catches for over 1,000 yards, almost 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. I'll be damned. In eight games. He he led the country with 19 contested catches. That means, contested means, he had guys draped all over him, and he ripped it down. He led the nation in that category. Wow. So that's why I have him at seven. Is he the best wide receiver in this class? Probably not. His upside is huge, though. He's got the build. So yeah, I mean, he has the body size. Calvin Johnson body without say he's like Kyle Pitts size wise, but a receiver wise, yes, yeah, you know, but a faster Kyle Pitts. Wow, Kyle Pitts looks like he's running in quicksand. At number eight, my man Garrett Wilson out of OSU. Uh, Ohio State, the Ohio State University. <laughs> uh, his his ability to generate separation is elite. 
There's not another guy in his draft that's as good as him at separating from, from DBs. And, and this guy is going to be a very good pro, very good pro. Depending on what team he goes to and what situation he's in, he's going to be very good. Uh, at number nine, um, Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Devin Lloyd is the best overall linebacker in the draft. He can rush the passer, drop into coverage. He's more of an outside guy. He's not an inside guy. Okay. But uh, he's, he's the best linebacker in this draft, outside linebacker. At number 10, my final guy, and uh, this is my selection, Jameson Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. He by far was the best deep threat in this class, bar none. He got injured in a championship game. I think I so remember his draft oh, yeah. stock. He is gonna fall. It's plummeted. Yeah. If he didn't suffer this injury, he would probably be the first receiver off the board. Okay, so let's say skill wise, I know obviously London's a, a big body, but who do you like better as a pure uh, receiver? I like this. I'll tell you what. This guy would probably be. He would be a combination of Jamar Chase. And uh, Justin Jefferson. That's really? how good he is. Wow. He's proved that. The first game that Alabama played Georgia, he smoked Georgia. The, basically the number one team in the nation. Right. And they had no answer for him. Wow. So at the next level, he will have no problem doing what he's doing right now. Huh. Uh, hopefully he can come back from injury soon. Uh and he doesn't really lose that many draft places. Some people got him going early second round. I don't think so. I think he's a you think he's first, first round, round talent? talent. Okay. I think he would have been the first receiver off the board had it not barred been that injury. injury. That's my top ten. Well, I my top ten. See, I learned something from this too because I'm not. The draft isn't really my thing, but I know it is your thing. I know you study this like, like it's. Your I, I'm job. kind of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, no, but that's and, great. That's great because I feel like there's not too many people that get as invested in it anymore. But well, I, I mean, you have a lot of people that do this now. Yeah, Bell Kuyper, the Godfather of the draft, whatever. Because uh, some people are fans of his, some people aren't. I'm not. I'm not. I I think there's other guys a lot better than him when it comes to calling players in the draft. Um, my guy was Mike Mayock. Love Mike. Shout out to Mike Mayock. Shout out to Mike Mayock. If, if I was to be any man and relive my life, I would have been Mike That's Mayock. who you want to be, eh? But I wouldn't have been GM for the Raiders. <laughs> um, my second guy is Daniel Jeremiah. I think real highly of Jeremiah. Been around a long time. Knows, knows his players. Right. Both of those guys are, are my idols. Well, guess what? Hopefully we can run Mel Kuyper out of town and you can be his replacement. That's it. So. That's it. Yeah, but... Now, we heard who your 10 favorite guys are from this draft. Correct. I want you to throw throw myself and the people a prediction on what you think the first five picks are going to be. So five picks? Okay. The first five picks. I could give you my my little uh, now, I know first you might five not mock. Right. You might not necessarily love these guys. Well, but I, I mean. I want to know where you think they're going to go. And the other thing is we're going to have a full big board. Today is Friday, so Saturday. Okay. We'll have Uncle Sam's full 32-pick mock draft 
along with his big board out. I would say probably by Wednesday this week. So keep I'm, an eye I'm out gonna for give that. you this right now. This is my mock draft. This is my first ten picks of this draft coming up. Okay. Okay. I think Evan Neal will go number one. So you Jacksonville. think Jacksonville is going to go O line? Yeah. I I I don't think you can pass up on a guy his size uh-huh. that can play both positions, okay. right and left tackle. And I don't think you can pass that up. Number two, you got Aiden Hutchinson to the Detroit Lions. You do think the Lions will pull the trigger on Hutchinson? I I think the hype is so big around him. Yeah. In, in this area. I hope you're wrong. That's I really like probably going to happen. I really even want though I don't agree Thibodeau. with it. Yeah. Um, George Kalafsis at number three, uh, the edge rusher from Purdue to the Houston Texans. Um, I've seen a little bit on him. He's a solid player. He's 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 one of those guys that you you don't go wrong by picking him. Okay. He reminds me of Ryan Kerrigan. He's well-rounded. He's very well, well-rounded player. Okay. At number four, the uh, Jets go to Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. I I just you love him, don't I, you? I I really like him. I yeah. I think he's he's my top two. He's gonna fill um, that uh, hole at Jamal. Adams I I, I don't think the Jets could pass him up if he's there. <laughs> uh, at number five. Matt Corral, quarterback of Mississippi, to the Jet to, to the Giants. I'm sorry. So you think the, the Giants, Giants are packing it in on Daniel I, Jones? I, I think so. You know they didn't pick up his option, right? They did not pick it up. So I think they're ready to move on from from Daniel Jones. So you think Thibodeau falls out of the top five? Uh, as far as this was the mock draft, yeah. Well, that, this is yours that yeah. I had I had seen. I really, really hope the Lions don't take Aiden Hutchinson. I'd really I, like I don't to want see them him to take, take Aiden Thibodeau Hutchinson instead. Either. But I think you're right. The hype train might be the hype plowing train. along too strong. and Hopefully they don't fall in for the hype. At number six, the Carolina Panthers take uh, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback out of Clemson. Now, there's a, there's a couple of corners in this draft. Uh, Stingley Jr. from LSU. I don't think he's as good. I think uh, Booth is better than him. So for the Panthers to take a corner, they needed that. Their secondary was that not that great. You got Jeremy Chin and just everybody else. Uh, the New York Giants are picking at seven. They're going to take my man from North, Car- North Carolina State, Akeem Iwano. <laughs> the gar- he's he's a monster. Ta- he's the best tackle in the draft. I in my eyes, he's the best tackle in yeah. the draft. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons take Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Very good pick for them. They needed somebody opposite. Um, the hell's that kid's name? They need somebody opposite. What's that receiver from Atlanta? Ridley. Calvin Ridley. They needed well, somebody Ridley, opposite. Ridley might be gone, so he might be Julio replacing Jones Ridley. Yeah, so he might be replacing. They Ridley. needed that. At number nine. Yeah. Okay. Let him in. At number nine, the Denver Broncos take Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher from Oregon. Wow. They needed somebody to replace <laughs> the Vaughn Miller that that left, and they have their replacement and then some. Yeah, for sure. So this is exciting for me because if this happens, I'll be a big Denver Bronco fan. Right. But anyway, <laughs> at number 10, the New York Jets take Kenyon Green, offensive guard, Texas A&M. 
He's the best guard to draft. Wow. Um, at number 11, the Washington Redskins take Malik Lib- Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Are you giving me all 32 right now? I'm, I'm going to keep going. Is that okay? Absolutely. All let's, right. hear, let's hear it. Malik Willis at number 11. I just thought it was interesting. I I, I don't know, but there's too many questions around him. He's, he's a very good athlete, but his control is – off the charts. What do you mean? Nobody by that? knows what's going to happen. He's one pass a... will be incredible. The next one will be three rows up into the stands. Okay. So uh, he's he'll need time to develop. I think he'll need time to get used to NFL caliber players chasing him. Gotcha. Um, and at number twelve, the Minnesota Vikings take Derek Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. He's the second best corner in the draft, and. Uh, that's, I, I just gave you top 12. We'll go top to the whole 12. list after. We thought it was going to be top five. I, I thought it was going but to. But it ends up being top bit, 12. We win a couple picks extra. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna give you the full the full draft here at the end of the week. Right. I, I will give it to you. So. And, uh, we'll see where a lot of these guys are going. There's a lot of great players right now that are still on the board. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the tipped balls podcast make sure to follow us on our socials instagram and twitter at tip balls tiktok at tip balls podcast make sure to tune in next week where we go over our defensive players and we complete uncle sam's 32 pick mock draft and talk about more players from his big board you won't want to miss it can't wait to hear from you next week am i perfect